When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We got a lot to get into, but not a lot of time to do it. We're off early, but for a good reason. That's right. Texas baseball taking on LSU tonight. Speaking of, my man Harge once again breaking out the contact list. He's got a special guest coming up for us on Hard Knock Life, Ben McDonald, to break down Texas LSU. In the meantime, we'll talk about Stephen Jones. He's talking at the Combine. He's trying to calm Cowboy fans down a little bit. We'll talk about that. He also believes that Dak Prescott is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. The Eagles promote one of our favorites to OC. Guy we all liked on this show. Mel Kuyper reveals his biggest concern about Bryce Young. Is there an issue with uh, coaches leaving college football early for the NFL? We'll talk about that too. There are new rule proposals for the NFL. Deion Sanders has made the headlines because... um, his prototypical perfect quarterback in recruiting uh, might have some uh, very, I guess, controversial characteristics and traits. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on. Texas basketball in the AP Top 25 in the Top 10. Uh, Texas spring football storylines coming up as well. And the uh, Texas offense uh, predicted to be one of the most lethal in all of college football. Will that be the case? All of that and more before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres to chase his dream in the cheese. Pimpin' ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? Man, I'm excited about everything that is going on today and around the 40 acres. As you know, Texas and LSU will hit it up on the baseball field, which is an outstanding matchup strictly because if you look at both of those teams, traditionally, they're both really, really mm-hmm. good. So what better midweek matchup than the one that we have today? We also got to talk about the Texas women basketball team. They ended up losing that game. But 
They did get over ten thousand. So ten k. Hey, for ten k. That was uh, a win. That's that a was win. a win. That's a win. That's exactly that's right. That's one of them wins. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Famer Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for mm-hmm. film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is, of course, a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate the intro as always. Let's not waste any time introducing one of the real MVPs of this show. He's the idealionaire, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. Uh, he's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know that the man is underpaid, the Patrick Davis. What's going on, Patrick? I'm doing good, doing good. Ready to go on a Tuesday. Yeah, out at 6.15. So we're off a little bit early today for Texas baseball. And uh, thank God we got my man Harge, who is also going to bring on another friend of his, Ben McDonald, to talk about that Texas LSU matchup. How you feeling right now? Day of the game. What do you, how you feel? I you feel, feel good. I feel you got good butterflies about it. or bubble guts? I got, I, Which one? I got the butterflies, not bubble guts. Okay. So I got butter, the butterflies. More butterflies than that's bubble right. guts. All right. Hopefully I, that's, that I, continues I, to be the case. Exactly. I'm looking at this as a big opportunity for LeBaron jo- Johnson. I'm it looking is. at this as a yeah. huge opportunity. There will be a ton of scouts in the, in the stands. He will have an opportunity to face this lineup that is very, very impressive. But I want to make sure that he goes out there and stays within himself. That's the part of it that you got to always make sure. Because just like you said, do you have bubble guts or do you have butterflies? Mm-hmm. And sometimes those bubble guts can mess up your whole flow for the rest <laughs> of the game. Butterflies you can work through. Bubble guts, you might as well go ahead and take it into the house. Yeah, hard to work through that, no doubt. We've seen it. Yeah, yeah. ain't no beating bubble guts. No, there's mm-hmm. not. Not even if you're the goat, bubble Never guts lost. take you off. <laughs> uh, but so, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get to some talks some more Texas baseball yep. versus uh, LSU. It's going to be a huge matchup. That's why we're off early, um, and Hard is going to bring on a special guest at 4.30. So if you want to tune in for that, uh, that's coming up at 4.30. As a matter of fact, I would encourage you to go to the podcast page at hornfm.com. Yesterday's Harsh Knock Life. Also, really great breakdown about uh, LSU. Uh, Harsh got a really good, you know, uh, really insider look at them when he was working the uh, the was it the Carbach Classic? Yeah, the Carbach Round Rock Classic. And yeah, they, uh, they were there and they compete. They won it. They won it. They're the champs. They, they won that damn thing. And they've been. They didn't go back to Louisiana. No, they didn't go back here. to Rouge. They stayed here in Central Texas somewhere and kept the party going. I hope they hot. I hope we hid the women and children down there <laughs> on Sixth Street because you know the boys was ready to represent. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Swamp people like to party. <laughs> they, do. they do. They like to throw that. like to party. Uh, yeah, my family's swamp people, so I can use that term. Exactly. Mom and daddy both swamp people from Louisiana. Hello. And I, that makes me part swamp people as well. All right, uh, you can always be a part of the show on the Specs text line. The best way to do it, 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. You also can reach out via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harge. Any Twitterverse, my man Patrick at It's Patrick Davis in Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, let's start out talking about... Stephen Jones's comments <laughs> at the Combine. Of course, we'll be talking a ton of Combine all throughout the show. I will, well, all throughout the week, I should say. I'll get into the Combine a little bit and Rod's around the day. It's still really early on. I mean, they, you know, all the positions are reporting later on this week, and then they'll start up the drills. I believe Thursday is when they start up drills and everything. Right now, it's medical evaluations and interviews uh, at the Combine. So we'll get into that, too, a little bit later on in Rod's around the day and start talking about my individual Combine. Combine experience too uh, when I there, but that was way way back in the day. All right, so Stephen Jones was um, 
and he was at the he's at the combine, which all the top executives at one point they're at the combine. So this is where a lot of deals are done, but also where you get a lot of uh, inside information. Yep. So he was asked about Dak Prescott. I think the question may have been framed: Do you think Dak Prescott is the quarterback that can lead you to a Super Bowl? Um, and he said, um, "I've got all the faith in the world that we can win this thing with Dak." And he said, why? Because we know him. We know what he's about. His leadership skills are undeniable. Impeccable work ethic. Other than he hadn't won some key playoff games, he's everything you want in a quarterback. From the day he walked in the door, he's won a lot of games. He's just got to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. The hump, the humpy hump. Yeah, that, I mean, mm, yeah. is it, uh, <laughs> how big is this hump? How this, big is that hump? Yes. How big is the Are we the talking hump? about lovely lady lumps? Yeah. Are we talking about, <laughs> exactly. uh, mount, we're talking about the Rocky Mountains here. Like, and what? I think we're talking about the Rocky Mountains for <laughs> most of uh, the <laughs> Dallas Cowboy fans <laughs> that are trying to get rid of them. They're thinking of the Rocky Mountains. How big of this, I'm is this I'm thinking hump? more of a camel. I'm okay. thinking more of a camel That's hump. a better hump there yeah. than the hump. Yeah, because yeah. that's. Right now, San Fran, and we know, I will say this, we talked about it, we asked a question weekly, I believe, on this show, you know, what teams in the NFC were better than the Cowboys, and I believe we came back with two. Correct. That were consistently better than the Cowboys week after week. We would ask the question, it was a thought experiment. And they and played it was, for the NFC Championship game. Amen, there you go. Yep. Which I, I think we were pretty accurate. All, yep. all year long, yep. we asked the same question, all right, who in the NFC is better than the Cowboys? And we said, San Fran and the Eagles are better than the Cowboys. Absolutely. And those are the two teams and those that are the team that played for the championship. Ultimately better than the Cowboys. That's okay. Right. So that's, to me, that does say that it's not a, I don't know, it's not a Herculean, um, you know, insurmountable task. Right. Right. We're not talking about uh, something that is Sisyphean. Uh, nope. to, to drop some kind of old school term on it, it, We're talking about literally them figuring out how to be better than two teams that were better than the Cowboys last year. Now, the, the 49ers were better even with a third-string quarterback. So that is a concern. Yeah. You should be better than a team. I don't give a damn how loaded the roster is. If they're not a third-string quarterback and you got your starter, people should say that you're a better team than them. And nobody would say that, not even us. No, and, we and did we, not. And we like the Cowboys. <laughs> we did not. Uh, and the Eagles, hey, they were just, that's a great success story. And they've, by the way, been reinventing themselves a lot better than the Cowboys. Yep. And they've been maximizing championship windows better than the Cowboys for the last decade. Correct. Or so. They've been building correct. Yes. So yeah. I, I, I think you're right. I think it's more camel hump. I'm with you. Yeah. I go camel hump with it. We're we're right. I mean, we the Cowboys are right there. So you're a Cowboys fan, yeah, very much so. Yeah, you, but you, you know, I, I, I'm sitting here trying to be impartial when we talk about this. But I have to be partial because of the question that was asked, and I'm with Stephen Jones. Now, the biggest question will be: in order to get him over the hump, what are you going to do to help him during this time? That's why they right? got Mike McCarthy calling the place. Right. That's well, the whole point of the Mike McCarthy experiment. Is that you know what we need the head coach. The head man, mm-hmm. we need him in, in charge of, the, of our most important asset, which yep. is quarterback. That is the most important way to go. And, and for me, I'm looking at it and saying, all right, so what is going to be the recipe for success? Number one, you just said it. Mike McCarthy will call the plays. The other part of it, what are you going to do with your running game? And are you going to be consistent enough to realize that even if the running game is not to where it needs to be, you still need to be able to use play action off the running game because for all those that look at the analytics and Rod, I know that you look at the numbers and you've seen it and I've been talking about it for a very long 
time. The thing about it is he's so much better when you're using play action because that half a second that he grabs those linebackers' eyes and that safety in those corners' eyes, he is able to make the plays. When you've got him going, dropping straight back, and he's becoming that pure passer, that's not a good recipe. It's not a good recipe. So I know if I can see the data, you can definitely see the data in Dallas. So they need to make sure that they're using that data. If you're going to have all these analytic guys that are there, don't get away from the script. That's the problem that I have with the Cowboys, and that's what I had a problem with Kellen Moore with because he would get there and be like, let's just let Dak throw it all over the yard. That's not a good recipe of success. Well, yeah, that's the question was, can Dak lead you to a Super Bowl? And Stephen Jones' answer was, he can be our quarterback in a Super Bowl. And the word lead was left out in that because you go, look, we have to play, we have to play balanced football, football and yep. complementary football. Yep. To be able to win, we have a defensive coordinator who's taken our defense to a higher level, yep. and if we get that running game figured out and get the running game they equal out, then Dak's good enough, very much good enough, to be that third piece in there and make it all come together. But we didn't figure out the run game, and when Tony Pollard got hurt, then we were done with the run game, and now we can't play complimentary football anymore because we can't run the ball at all, and they know Dak Prescott is not going to pick him apart without a run game. Yeah, uh, when Stephen Jones was asked, hey, what do the Cowboys have to do to get past the divisional round in the playoffs? He said, quote, I think we got to be one click better. I mean, we're right there. And we just we've had some things. If a couple of things go our way, then you're in it. But at the end of the day, we've got to have our key guys. They've all got to play one click better. Mm -hmm. We've all got to be one click better. We've got to make the team one click better. Them clicks. We got to coach one click better. (laughs) We got to. Our key guys got to get one click better. We're at six clicks right now. Yeah. I mean, we have to. We have to take the next step. We got a good football team. Obviously, I think regular season wins. I think maybe the Chiefs have as many as uh, or a little bit more. So we're both playing at a high level consistently. I love how he put up this. this yeah, yeah, yeah. He put him with the I'm Chiefs. Sorry. He put, he put him with the Chiefs. Right in conversation oh, yeah. no. with the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, continue. Sorry. It. So we're both playing at a high level consistently. It's just, unfortunately, we get in the playoffs and just not winning the key game. So. You're just like the Chiefs. Until you're not. Just, <laughs> just like the Chiefs without them rings. You're just you're like the, the Chiefs Chief. until you're not. Uh, okay, I got six clicks in that one quote yeah. there. Uh, I don't even know what a, I guess. A, what is a click in his definition of a click? I think he's thinking. It's a little one step. One step a better. One, we need to be one more game better okay. than everybody click. else. It's okay. what, hey, it's your click. own interpretation of the, click. of the word the click. click. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> makes you feel good. Let me know. I go, what's a click in the military term? They always talk about clicks. Is that a mile in the click? It's oh, something. It's, it's, yeah, I can't is that remember. A, yeah. it's like a, a distance. I'm just saying, I don't know what a click. What? Well, I don't. I've no. Actually, I think I've heard this, but not in a long time. And him and his his pops, they just bring out the most random old school sayings. They and make he, sure you're paying attention. Yes, yeah, so and I got to look up click in Urban yeah, Dictionary. So exactly. go ahead. I'm gonna look I, it up. You real think quick. Stephen Jones uses Urban Dictionary words? He's trying to get <laughs> you. You gotta, you gotta pull up old Southern man <laughs> <laughs> dictionary. <Yeah. laughs> you're right. That's not Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Urban Dictionary. 
talking about that. I, I think I did, that that's the thing is if you would ask the next question, what do you mean by click? He goes, well, when I figure that out, we'll go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a good point, Patrick. That is a doggone good point right there. I really I've been trying to click all day and it oh, hasn't been working. Click, yeah, okay. Urban Dictionary, yeah, it's not going to be here. This is not, yeah, it's not working for you, bro. No, not going to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah one, kil- one kilometer, sorry. That's what it means in military terms. That makes terms. more sense. In okay. the military term. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess, yeah, he just means a step better. You yeah, know, that's maybe all it a game is. Better, just being a little bit better. Just one more that. step, bro. The click. But I love how vague they are in this stuff. Remember, Jerry Jones had very, something very similar when he said, oh, man, I got to get the quote here just to make sure that I don't that sound completely imbecilic. Okay, so Jerry Jones, remember he talked about the middle. And he was being he was asked about, hey, the Eagles wing, you know, going to the Super Bowl, you know, and their philosophy is to be aggressive. What do you think about that? And he said, on the other hand, my general experience has been that if you stay aggressive, I'm talking whether it's on the field or off the field, but pick your shots with risk taking. I've spent a lot of time in my life doing that. When they cut me open, it will be all those scars, heart attacks, all those risks I took and the years I spent paying for them. My point is, I do know how to take risks. They're absolutely right. We have been in the middle for a few years, but I like where we are right now more in the middle. But given the opportunity, if it would make sense, I definitely got some risk taken in me. Honestly, I don't know if it's done intentionally or not. I do believe the Jones family are gaslighting Cowboys fans. I mean, what, I don't know if it's what, intentional, but the definition of gaslighting is to manipulate using psychological methods into questioning their own sanity or powers of reasoning. And here's why I have proof of that. I'm not joking. I got I I, I went and did some research on this. Okay, so I uh, there, there it was uh, a study done after the Arian Foster comments about mm-hmm. everything being scripted. Yep. 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 <laughs> There was a study done on social media. It was data from the, the last month, basically the last the last month of the season or right after he made those comments. They started this study. So that, that was, I mean, it was at the end of the season. It was like in close to the playoffs or in the playoffs. I can't remember exactly when it was. So <laughs> according to Bet Online, they looked at overall tweets and looked at two terms. Overall tweets. Yeah. In, in just a in that span since Arian Foster made that comment, and he looked at fixed or rigged. All right, those mm-hmm. two comments in tweets, they found Cowboys fans had the most tweets with those two terms in them, fixed and rigged. Out of all the fan bases, they had the most. And I could just be there are more Cowboys fans out there than anybody else. There could is there could Cowboys be true. fans. Could be true. Uh, you know, maybe they're on the grassy knoll more than anybody else because. The grassy knoll literally exists in in Dallas. Maybe that's considered more conspiracy theory minded, whatever it may be. And Jerry's I, been very hard I, on Roger Goodell. Could be that. I think it's because Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones have been gaslighting Cowboys fans for a while now. And like I said, going back to the definition, you guys do question your own sanity a lot. Trust me, because you're like, hold on, I think we're competitive. I think we we should be. Well, shouldn't we be better? I don't. Are we better? I, I lost my mind at the draft, Rod. <laughs> worrying about a pick that ended up being one of our best players on the team. Yes, you that's did. how you gaslight me, and you freaked that's out. That's how you gaslight me. You had a meltdown me. about I it. I did. It turns out he was great. He great was pick. great. It was I'm like, oh man. They know yeah. what they're doing up there in Dallas. Great That's point. why I got to believe in it. Great point. But then you're going to tell me we're a click and a hump away? 
<laughs> the mountain. We got a camel hump. I mean, what do we got to get over the hump? <laughs> get I mean, over come up, on, man. man. You're right. It is the Rocky Mountains that hump that we're trying to get over. I, Mount I, Everest. Yeah, I, I think, and I think they like gaslighting you guys. So it keeps you guys active, right? Which means you're a fan base that is always active. You're ready to either, you know, obviously all go, in go, or out. Go put, go to the mat for your Cowboys. Yep. All right, for sure. Or you're you're actually really to criticize your own Cowboys first too. Yep. I think Cowboys fans are quick to criticize their own team. They're also quick to say, my team's going all the damn way. Right. They're both. Right. Yeah. You guys Yo, are you a just, crazy battered women syndrome kind of thing. Yeah, no, you described Monday, Monday and Thursday. <laughs> Monday, <laughs> I have the worst team in the league. Thursday, winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that so, is. Hey, Monday, we're coming back in here with Smooth Soul Monday. <laughs> Mad with the blues. You guys are that toxic relationship where right. I saw you guys on Wednesday and, and you know she was kicking you out and burning your clothes on the lawn and slashing your tires. And then I saw you on Saturday and y'all were at brunch and y'all were making out in public. And yeah. I'm like, what is happening here? Why? What, got what? new rims. <laughs> yeah. I got new rims because said, of that. Is that like, what? What, hey, what happened on? to your car? Oh, man, she did that, but <laughs> we good. You guys are Andre Rising and Left Eye. Yeah. <laughs> like Cowboys fans, uh, Cowboys fans, hey. and Cowboys fans. Y'all are Andre Rising and Left Eye. Burning down the house. So, I don't know so which is which. I don't know, who's, which, which, which is which? Exactly. I don't, know, which, I don't know if you, I don't know the fans are Andre Rising or if y'all are Left Eye. We're, we're definitely Left Eye because we will burn it down in a minute, but then be <laughs> mad at you if you talk bad about us. Like you can't. It's oh, like yes, your right. family. It's You're like right. your family. It's like we can fight every day, but if somebody from the outside say, "Man, y'all are trash family," everybody whooping you. Everybody coming. Everybody on you. coming yeah, on you. Don't right. talk about us. We can talk about it amongst ourselves, but everything else, I ain't got time for it. So yeah, I'm 100 percent with you, and I think you know going back to what you were saying about the glass, like. The reason why so much that happens like that is because they're selling tickets, too. Amen, brother. They are trying Amen. to make sure that exactly. that's why they are filling it all up. Exactly. It's the same with the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. Everybody's bought in until week two. But the- and we're angry about it and trying to figure out why Coach Steven at that time is not Long- handling his I- business. I-, I would disagree. This is why. Because Longhorns are different. Because the Longhorns, they're... And their head coach doesn't come out and like because Jerry Jones represents the team. He's the owner. Other franchises don't hear from their owners as much. Agree. Agree. So when you hear from the owner, the owner says that you're like, oh, well, the, the owner said it. Right. He, he said it. So I got to take it seriously. He pays the bills. He's the owner. You don't get that from Texas as much. CDC is probably very outspoken, actually, for a, a, an we athletic found out, director. We found out about the spring game. <laughs> um, so, but I agree with you. Text. I agree with you. The Longhorns are yep. the Cowboys pretty much of college football in a lot of ways. Exactly. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But I think what, Fan base that is like yes. they won't pump their brakes because every year we're going to the national championship. Totally agree. We saw Quinn throwing them bombs. <laughs> Everybody bought in on the Kool-Aid. And it's the same thing with the the blue and silver. Yeah. No, only thing I'll say, I'll add that the blue and silver makes a difference because Jerry Jones. Correct. He he's the, show him every and Steven week. are the ones. Exactly. Yeah, they got a show every week. The NFL no. is America's number one television show and the, t- the top character, the number one TV star. <laughs> On the number one television show in America are the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. And nobody knows that better than Jerry Jones. Yep. And he knows, hey, they got to hear from the TV star more often. Yep. And if it ain't about winning, then it's about Jerry Jones going out there and just putting stuff out there. So I, remember, remember he said about the Dak Prescott? Remember he, he's the one that started that quarterback controversy? Exactly. He, he, he only broke it out. Cooper Rush. Oh, you never know. Cooper yeah. Rush. I mean, what, 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 
Well, the reason why I said that is because I wanted y'all to believe that we still got a chance. But you know, Dak is my guy. He's great. He, yeah. is, he is brilliant at it. He is. He's, he's, he's a politician. He, he's as brilliant of uh, honestly. You got to put him in the same category as like Dana White and Don King. Like he's a prom- he's he's a promoter. Yeah, for sure. He's an NFL promoter, and he's brilliant at no. it because we all fall for it. Now let me ask you this: Do you think they have a notepad, the Joneses? With a bunch of just weird old sayings on it, and they just cross them off if they get through them when they're talking to the media, where they're like, All right, well, I use clicks. All right, we'll use hump. And then I'm going to use about stirring it with my pot and my heart scars. <laughs> yeah. And then, and you got caught my eye, cross that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is very, polit- uh, you know, like a politician because they want to say a lot of things that almost to confuse and discombobulate you. Where they throw a lot of words, salad out there, and yeah. you're trying, you're you're actually trying to translate it. You're trying to decipher it. And they're like, man, I just do so much stuff. They don't know what the hell is going hey. on. They don't know where I'm going with. It. And I can I can explain it away later. I can always explain because it it's just word salad. I just made up some yeah. stuff and threw it, it out. It works. There. It works. No, it works. It, it, are we talking about it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It works. <laughs> it works. How do you feel about Brian Johnson being promoted to the Eagles offensive coordinator? They did, uh, obviously, a, a thorough search. They decided Brian Johnson, who was their quarterback coach, now their offensive coordinator. I know you were a big fan. I was also a big fan of Brian Johnson. Thought the Cowboys. Uh, we both thought the Cowboys yep, should yep. have at least interviewed Brian Johnson. Maybe they did. I'm not sure they did or not for the offensive coordinator position. But now he will be the Eagles OC. You got three new OCs in that division now. I know. You got Mike. Mc, oh, sorry, Mike McCarthy. Brian Scheinheimer, Mike McCarthy's calling the plays. Yep. You got Eric Bieniemy, and now you got Brian Johnson. Yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's somebody that I really thought was going to be able to help the development of Dak Prescott. And I know people are going to say development. He's seven years in. There's still a thought process that goes into playing that position that's something that Dak may not have had un- unhooked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It might have unlocked a key for Dak that he might have been missing last year. I'm still going to put Dak's problem, not to take away from Brian Johnson, because he's going to be just great there in Philly, and that's the problem that I have being a Cowboys fan. But I always thought that for Dak to be able to have this situation, last year he was dealing coming off the broken leg and he had that plate put in his thumb. So that was something that's different. Now he's going to be able to play through all that, and hopefully he comes back without an injury. But I also believe that the mental aspect of the game and seeing it from somebody else's eyes besides somebody that you've been with, like you said, had mm-hmm. a competition with, you were sharing the quarterback room, then he became your quarterback's coach, then he became your offensive coordinator. Now you have somebody totally different walking in there. Brian Schottenhammer was there. He was in that room too. So mm-hmm. you've already got a relationship with him, too. So these people still don't know you. I mean, they know you too well that you're like, ah, I'm not going to listen to what they say. You may listen to it. But if you bring an outsider that has been watching you from afar that have seen some of the things that they've probably been saying, I can help him with that. I can help him with that. I can fix that. That's what he did with uh, 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 Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference. So that's the biggest thing for me, man. It's 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 going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Texter brings up a good one too. Jerry Jones throwing out the glory hole oh my thing. Gosh. 
You know, I because want to the some point about crazy stuff. Throwing out enough random yeah. stuff and word salad, and it'll fi- they'll fixate on that enough where the meaning behind the words and what I said won't even matter. They'll get fixated on other stuff. Yeah. So maybe they're just brilliant we just at this start, public relations thinking we're just idiots. Can someone start the Jones Dictionary for us? We're going oh, to start the Urban Dictionary. We can start the Jones Dictionary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just have all those, and everybody be like, I have no idea what the meaning is. But Dude, all those drops are in the system. Circumcising <laughs> a mos- mosquito. Oh, my Gosh. And that's that's in there too. Remember, he's just circumcising a mosquito for a while. We're like circumcising a mosquito. Oh, I think I do get that. Yes, details. Very small, little details. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anyway, but we'll get back to some Cowboys uh, critiques a little bit later on. Uh, okay, we got to talk about Deion Sanders and his new recruiting philosophy, and if yep. it is indeed controversial or if it's common sense. Right here on Baldwin Line, one of one hundred. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Bar Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. My man Patrick, he DJs Top of the Charts Tuesday. You can be a part of the show. Hit us up, hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776 on the Specs text line. Uh, also, Twitterverse. My man Harge is at Hardball Harge. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right. Uh, we'll get back to NFL discussion. A lot of NFL news notes and nuggets out there. Uh, uh, well, next conversation is about a guy that used to be in the NFL, Deion Sanders, but now he is the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, and they're going to be for their spring game, which I, I think, I, I bet it's going to be on one of them ESPNs. I don't know how, or, or it's going to be available for Super to watch. I don't know if they can do it that way. but You know it, that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be Fox. I don't know how it's going to work out because I haven't looked at all the different broadcast deals, and I know the Pac-12's got some issues. But uh, they're going to try to make that thing available because, man, Deion Sanders right now trending for well, it was for all the right reasons, but now it's just trending. Period, uh, and that's the way he likes it. All right, Deion Sanders is smart enough to know that uh, he's he can go viral at any time he wants to, just by uttering. You know, he he learned from Jerry Jones about self promotion and marketing, and he's bringing those talents to the Colorado Buffalo. So recently, he was um, he was being interviewed, and I believe he was being asked about recruiting, and he was being asked about what traits he looks for specifically recruiting certain positions here's what Dion had to say he starts talking about quarterback and what he looks for in recruiting quarterbacks and then kind of goes off uh, and here's Dion Sanders quarterbacks are different yeah we want mother father you know dual parent mm-hmm. we want that kid to be three five and up because he's got to be smart mm-hmm. um, not bad decisions off the field uh, at all mm-hmm. because he has to be a leader of men. It's so many different attributes and what we look for. Uh, physical, I mean, offensive line. My defensive line is totally opposite. What do you mean? Single mama. 
<laughs> trying to get it. Uh, he's on free lunch. I mean, like, uh, uh, I mean, I'm talking about just trying to make it. He's trying to rescue mama. Like, mama barely made the flight. <laughs> Dia's just funny to me. I'm not yeah, laughing yeah. at, you know, obviously the context of what he's saying. I just think Dia's funny. I think Dia's delivery actually is pretty funny, too, which helps. It makes what he's saying a lot more palatable. Right. It's like Jerry Jones. Like, you don't take what he's saying seriously sometimes because of the way the delivery of it, which is, you know, if you're a comedian, that's the brilliance of being a comedian. Yeah. You deliver it the right way, and you're like, he's talking about something that Americans are obviously very polarized, but he's delivering in a certain way. And I think he did a really good job in delivering it. He does a good job with that anyway. But, Harge, I thought the second part might have been more controversial than the first part, but we can get into the first part of it, too, where he's like, no, and I want defensive linemen. No, it's, to- it's the opposite. Yeah. I want single paradigm. I, was like, I want those guys starving. I want them hungry. Yeah. I want them without any options other than football. <laughs> football is life, and it, I must succeed. Yeah. Or failure equals death. Exactly. <laughs> right? Like that to me, that's a little bit worse. Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah. And I was saying, yeah. uh, Manny Acho, I mean Manny Acho, go to Emmanuel Acho uh, via Twitter, and he he responded to Dion's comments and said he actually had an experience that when I think he related to when he went to the combine, mm-hmm. he had a team that brought him in and asked him basically straight up, hey, did you know anybody that's been shot? And right. his response was no. And later on, basically, the 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 team or the, at least the uh, the representative of the team told him, you're not a good fit for us. Right. And Manny Acho took that to mean uh, basically because I came from a well-off kind of background and because I was from more of an affluent background, educated background, both parents, that you didn't want me playing on your defense. Right. Right. That you you thought I don't I mean, want the, I want those types on my defense. I want types on my defense who are who got that dog in them hey. for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> you out there barking at them, dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing about it is you and I have both been vetted by other people before, right? We've mm-hmm. been we've been through the combines, we've been through the Q&As from all these different teams. And they're not always the best questions being asked at you. They're challenging you. They're really challenging you to see how you react to certain things. And remember the question that was asked about uh, Dez Bryant and his mama? Uh, she asking if she was working in the industry, if you know what I mean. He got asked that question, and the dude got in trouble for asking that. But he continued to be a, a GM and continued to move on. So there are going to be some questions that are put out there. But like people say, Dion actually said it out loud, and other teams are thinking it, but Dion was the one. And you said it. Dion's personality is such that people are like, oh, that's just Dion asking the question as opposed to somebody else asking it and be ready to get in trouble. There's for Charles it. Barkley like quality to Dion. Very much well, so. He says it, it's okay, but yeah, anybody else says it's trouble. Off. And and then, by the way, that's a that's a trait that has gotten him far. Exactly. Everybody ain't got that. Everybody don't have that skill. That's yeah. right, one hundred percent. So when you sit here and you you hear that being said and you know, guys may look at it one way and obviously it's gonna be like we were talking about earlier, getting some clicks, but the different type of clicks for the conversation. But Dion was just being honest, and he said it out loud. And I know this because I've seen it happen before. Those are real questions that are being asked, but on the professional level, it's never been at the the college level. 
right? You you've been through it. You mm-hmm. went through the combine. You've heard some hey. crazy stuff. So when this is being said out loud and Dion is being boisterous about it, and he wasn't trying to be mean, he was just being honest. This is what I'm looking he, for. He was being honest. Right. He said this is what I'm looking for. When you've interviewed for certain jobs, they ask you certain questions too. So when mm-hmm. you're looking at it that way, you're trying to figure out it's like, uh, okay, yeah. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to work at this place. Yeah. Either. So no. you have that type of mentality too. So if Dion may not be for everybody, just like Coach Saban may not be for everybody, like uh, Urban Meyer definitely wasn't for everybody. But for him to say it out loud, people had a bigger problem with it because he was being honest about his opinion. I saw a podcast. I was listening to a podcast the other day. People never get in trouble. I mean, people always get in trouble for telling the truth. They never get in trouble for when they lie about something. (laughs) Right. People definitely sometimes don't want to hear the truth. But if you lie about it, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But if he if you're telling the truth, why would he say something like that? Because he spoke what was on his heart. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's no, like I said Dion, he was genuine and authentic. And you know, I, I don't think we should just, you know, immediately crucify people for just being authentic and genuine. Right. Uh there should be a discussion about if you disagree, a discussion about um, you know, how to change that person's mind or, you know, how to educate them or enlighten them, whatever it may be. We don't live in that society though, so I'm not trying to get there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right, right, right. And I mean and let's and and a hundred percent on this Let's not forget, he did say, this is what I look for. He did not say, this is a requirement. Yes, correct. And so there's a difference between what I'm looking for and what's a requirement. And if he said, I will not look at a quarterback in a single-family home. I will not even look at him. I don't care. Best quarterback in the league won't even look at him. He didn't say that. He said, if I'm starting off my search, the resumes I'm looking at first are these. And is that right? Maybe not. But he's telling you, these are resumes I look at. I can tell you, as a fat man, that I know every interview I walk into, I have to be funnier or better than other people because I'm going to be at a disadvantage because they'd rather hire someone better looking, just as the way people are. It's human nature. Whether that's right or wrong, it is what it is. And I know that walking in. So there are these things where he goes, look, I'm telling you, but if you want to come in and prove me wrong, go prove me wrong. Yeah. Because I can tell you Deion Sanders is the type of guy who loves when a guy can prove him wrong. And go out there and the group go, yeah, man, I grew up with two parents. My, my parents are going to be at the game, Dion, and he's the best D lineman in the league, and he's playing on your team. I don't think Dion would be upset about that. No, right. I totally agree. That's a great point, Patrick. Yep. I totally agree with great you. I mean, I, I, I think this is kind of the data points that he yeah. prioritizes in his overall evaluation mm-hmm. of different positions. And, you know, like I, said, I, I think the controversy is that he basically said, you know, he prefers, prefers, all right? Like I said, it's not saying that he is just the end-all, be-all, but he prefers quarterbacks who are going to be the, at a natural leadership position to be from two-parent homes, and mostly because I'm a data guy. And the data does point to uh, kids who are from single-parent homes are more prone to uh, being arrested, uh, incarceration, lower rates of graduation, uh, whether it be at the high school level or the college level. So that's probably, he's probably looking at some of those data points and probably looking at his quarterback position and saying, hey, I want my quarterback to be from a more stable or at least the the most stable environment possible. But, man, and I heard even you know Chad bring this up. When you have <laughs> elite talents, yeah. uh, you do your due diligence behind those. That's why you talk to the parents, you talk to the teachers, mm-hmm. you talk to the coaches, and you find out, 
if the young man or woman, whatever, um, is from a stable household and if they have any type of, you know, psychological shortcomings as a result of their upbringing or their socioeconomic status that may limit them as a professional. And if that could be something that can be, you know, uh, something that, you know, you can help with therapy or something else, or if that's something, you know, we don't need to take a risk on because it's not worth it for us as an organization. So for Dion to throw it out there, I just think it's, it's jarring because you don't hear anybody keep it real. And he is the, textbook mm. example of when keeping it real goes wrong correct and it goes wrong for him <clears throat> but he doesn't care about that well but He's i'll tell you this real. i think Deion sanders knew exactly what he was doing and putting it there because mm. that's he know he's a pretty smart guy no i know he is and he goes all yeah. right where can i put this where i can say this and get the right amount of views on it and get this and i'm gonna have people coming into me and i'm gonna get the right discussion put out there and i can do all of these things and walk away from it but if i put it if i do this on a certain news show, I'm going to get in trouble because I'm on this news show. Right. But I can do it here, and they're not going to worry about the show I'm on as much as they're worried about what I say. So I can put, like, no, it's, you not, know it's that- not really that. It's really the Craig Way comment that he gave me years ago. It's not what you say, it's how you say it's it. It's how yeah. you present and it. And Dion presented it in such a way yeah. that you cannot say it was offensive. And you can't call him out for saying, oh, man, that was offensive. It's like, actually, it's just compelling. Yeah. It's provocative. And it's what you it's heard it's compelling. during that thing. You didn't listen exactly. to the whole interview. Exactly. But it's not necessarily offensive. We expect it to be offensive because it's a controversial topic. Correct. And most people cannot navigate their way yeah. through something such and so controversial. But Craig Way always told me, hey, Robbie, you'll never be fired from this job. It, it, it's all about what for, for what you say, if you say it the right way. If you say it, it the ain't right what way. you say, it's how you say it. And I've never been fired. I've been fired, yep. never for what I said. I've right. never been. I didn't even reprimanded for what I've said right. on the radio before. And you guys know I dive into the controversy. It's not yep. a big deal. We all do. I walk the line. Right. So it's it, it's. I think Dion is brilliant, and he knows Johnny I, Cash, if I phrase it if I phrase it this way. It'll, it'll get people riled up, but you can't call me out. Right. You, can't, you can't get me canceled. Well, here's, here's I walk the, the line between being canceled and controversial, and that's the key to being brilliant in this day and age. You can walk the line between being controversial and canceled. That's the line. Dave Chappelle does it. He's probably the best at it. Yeah, he is. He's, on the, he's on the borderline. It's like, well, we ain't canceled him, but he's controversial. Well, they tried to. They tried and, and, to. And he, and he flipped he had, the script still on Still keeps hitting Netflix specials. Yeah. 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 But I'm, just, I'm not saying he's not either. Shouldn't be canceled, but I'm saying he walks the line. Yep. And that's the key. So yesterday, I, I, I told you this, this. I told you guys this, this yesterday off air. There was a Texas high school coaches uh, convention that's going on right now, and this was posted. It says 18.3 million children live without a father. 85 of the children, 85 percent of the children with behavioral disorders come from a fatherless home. Those in a fa- with a father in the home spending, on average, about 4.5 minutes a day with one-on-one conversation with their dad. For a comparison, the same child spends roughly 6 hours and 17 minutes a day listening to music, watching TV, playing video games, or mm-hmm. surfing the Internet. So the reason why I bring that number up and probably the reason why this was at the coaches' convention here mm-hmm. in this great state is – Going back to what Dion is talking about, so if you're not paying attention and you have disciplinary or uh, uh, issues, he's saying, I can't have you as my quarterback because I need you to be in charge of this. I need you to be able to control the entire team. Doesn't mean, to Patrick's point, if he's a great leader and he grew up around other people, grew up around the church, grew up around different groups of, of people that have men in their lives, uncles, 
cousins that are that have shown them leadership skills doesn't mean Dion's not going to take a chance on that kid. Doesn't mean Dion's not going to recruit him. That he's just saying what I'm looking for is this right here. I can check the box off on this. Doesn't mean this guy, the kid that lives in a house with two parents, can also be a terrible kid and a terrible teammate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just you like the, the defensive lineman from a two-parent home, as you know, my man Patrick just mentioned, can be a great defensive lineman. Exactly. You know, what I mean, so I, it's like I said, he did he did it in a brilliant way. Yeah, and he let's do it. it out there. And I will say another thing of semantics on this, but he didn't say from a single-parent household. And if you're not from a single parent household, if you're from a single parent household, then you probably are in trouble. And you're doing. He said, "I want a quarterback who's from this, from a, from both parents in the house. I want a quarterback who's not in trouble, who's right. not in trouble. Right. I want a quarterback with grades. Those are all exclusive statements. Yes. So he's not saying. And if your brain went, well, that he means that people with double parents have all those things. I had both my parents. I didn't have a three point five. I got in trouble. He wasn't talking about me. I grew yeah. up both my parents. I did not have a three point five. And that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I, like those are not mutually exclusive statements. <laughs> so if you met four of those statements and the one you didn't was both your parents, I bet you're still pretty good on that list because there's less of that than than straight up just hey both your parents are in. So I get it. It sounds more controversial than it is. And there is parts of it as as an employer or whatever else that legally you can put everything in there, but it's that's fair. It, it's the reality of it all, and it's just more honesty than it is. Hey, man, he can do it and not tell you, and no one's going to get in trouble because it gets done every single day. Right. It's refreshing. And so if you can tell me and you go, okay, well at least I know walking into the interview what I got to go against. Yeah, uh, Jay Fizzle here says, uh, and it's a great point here, kind of Patrick, you, can't, you, you really brushed, about, brushed on it a little bit. He said, boys, I work in the world of HR, and those types of things are no-nos because he is, is an employer making that comment. Yep. That's a great point. That's a great point. HR. Uh, you know what I mean? Because that's, exactly, that's why I wonder. I was like, man, it's if it wasn't coming from him, maybe it'd be different, but because of who he is. And I, he knows that. Dion is smart. So he's doing this yep. all. This is all intentional <laughs> and deliberate. This is premeditated, oh, for in sure. my opinion. Oh, yeah. And he, he knew that we'd be talking about it. And so does Colorado. And they're like, huh, our name has never been in a conversation of anything, and now we have Dion. We get more clicks every day. There we go with that word again, clicks. Right, there you go. <laughs> Maybe that's what he meant. Yeah. I mean, one no, more click. I mean, like, click like, bait. A piece of advice I got earlier about, like, it's like, wait, man, when you're dating a girl and you're starting to get serious, look at her mom, because that's probably what she's going to look like when she gets older. Now, that is not a dead fast rule that, hey, man, whatever, if, you're, if her mom don't look good or whatever, then you can't date her long term. But it's something you always tell you. Just go, oh, yeah, no. If your mom still looks good at her age, mm-hmm. then I think, oh, you'll probably age well, too. It makes an easier decision for me to want to be with you. And women do that, too, on the way you treat your mom. Yeah. Exactly. And so those are all yeah. just rules of life that mm-hmm. people look at. And it's just he said it, and he said it in an environment where everybody's worried about the semantics of it and, and it being above board. It's college sports, man. Very little of this is above board. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. Golf Lingo says, I always look for women who had a good relationship with their dads. Gives me the best chance to succeed, in my opinion, and no kids, too. <laughs> Money and no kids. Money That's and right. no kids, too. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I understand that. I, I'm with you. I think I love Deion Sanders. I've been saying it for a while. I'm, I think some other 
school would have benefited greatly by hiring Dion. I think Colorado's going to get all the added value of adding Dion because um, he's going he's going to throw out more stuff like that. Yeah, he's going he, yeah he's going to get you fired up. Yep, you get more yeah. free media with Dion and free publicity with Dion than any other coach in America arguably gets. I wish there was a study done on it, and I think Dion would beat everybody by a landslide. Mm-hmm. All right, we come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side. Big news coming out of high school football in H Town. I have a suggestion for Coach Steve Sarkeesian. We'll get into that on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Nine Horn. Strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words, killing me softly with his song, killing me softly with his song, telling my whole life with his words, killing me softly. Hey, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. I'm in Patrick. They're killing me softly. Killing me softly. One of the few songs in history where the cover was better every time they did the cover version of it. It got better than the original or the one before. I agree with that. Yeah. It got better. I, I think agree it, with it started that. out originally as a folk song, I think, like a folk rock song originally. Yeah. Yeah, and then that, then Lauren Hill's obviously version was Woo. the zenith, the apex of it. Yeah, I don't think anybody should do it anymore. I agree with you. I, I, think, I think we're done. You can't top that one. No. But I think originally it was a folk one song. One time. What version was that one? What version was that one? That's Robert, uh, Roberta Flack. Yes. Okay. And she did a good version. Then, like I said, it was. I think originally it was a folk song back in the day. And then like they just keep making it better and better. Somebody's going to try it. But I, I, I don't think there was like two, three people that can try it without being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It's one of those songs now if you try to cover it. All right. Uh, covering the Flex. Not as tough. But we got a group crew covering the Flex. Go check it out. FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Uh, we got playoff action, Harge, here. Basketball playoff action here in the Central Texas area. Tonight, you have several games happening tonight. Uh, New Braunfels, basically you have San Marcos uh, at uh, versus Reagan at New Braunfels Canyon. That's at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, you're also going to have Buda Johnson taking on Stony Point. That's going to be at Burger Stadium tonight at 7 p.m. Our man Flex on the call. Shout I mean, uh, my man, man Zay. Zay. Zay and Zay Roger Wallace. Hooking that's right. it up. That's like, it's going to be, a, I mean, Buda Johnson is basically considered to be the best team in the area, correct? That's right. Um, so that's going to be and a nice matchup. Stony Point is pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah Stony Point's 31-1 and one and yeah. Buda Johnson's 30-4. and four, So that's going to be a hell of a matchup. That is going to be really good. That's going to happen at Burger Stadium if you want to get out there for that Burger Stadium at 7 p.m. Uh, and then there's Harker Heights versus DeSoto. That's right. Uh, also happening in the 6A uh, matchups. And then 5A, my high school, Ellison, Colleen Ellison, 34-3, and three, and number two in the state of Texas in 5A. They will play AM Consolidated in Elgin tonight. Chad, make sure you go over there and let me know how my boys do tonight, Chad. <laughs> Send your neighborhood. Go over there and check them out. For shizzle. That's right. Um, all right, uh, somebody send me this. I'll save my rant about who Steve Sarkeesian should hire for later on. It is high school football related, but I'll save it for a little bit later on because we don't have time here. But I was sent this little nugget about Dion and how much free media and publicity that Dion has brought to Colorado already. Mm-hmm. So they sold over 30,000 tickets to their spring game. 30,000. Which is said to surpass the attendance of their last seven spring games combined. Mm. By the way, here's a little nugget for you. 
They're selling sick, selling tickets to their current spring game with Dion. Come on. The last seven spring game tickets were free. Yeah. Free 99. Yeah, they got to pay for Dion. So sold, that's why. <laughs> yeah, they sold more tickets for this spring game than they could give away. Yeah. For the other seven past spring games or prior spring games combined. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pay yeah. for that privilege. Yeah, you got to hey, you you pay, pay for that, that. privilege. That's right. You get to see prime time. Yeah, like I was holla at prime time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, even if he fails, yeah. it's so worth it. He's, He's winning. Like, even if he fails miserably, you're going to benefit from Dion being He's there. He's winning. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how nobody figured it out. All right, we come back. We'll uh, get into Texas basketball, their latest ranking, Texas spring football storylines, and also a little Texas baseball and a Chris Beard update. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.